Welcome to EY Access with your host, Eric Young. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of EY Access. I'm sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, the beard himself, Sean Callahan. How's it going, Sean? It is going great. I'm excited to be here. I've heard a lot of these podcasts. I'm excited to finally be a part of them and actually give you one that's worth talking about. We got your complaints. We got the emails that said, why am I not listed? Why did Derek get featured before me? That's right. So tell people what you do at EY Studio, Sean. All right, great question. Um, I've actually worn a lot of different hats here at EY. You used to get my dry cleaning, That's right, right yeah, when you I first started. started. The bottom, right now, I'm working my way up. Uh, I, I started out as an account manager, um, really similar to our account coordinators right mm-hmm. now. So projects would come in, I would, I would coordinate those with the merchants that we were talking to. Um, make sure that those projects were um, fostered through production, through design, programming, really work hand-in-hand with the merchants to get that project in and out the door. Um, That role has kind of morphed as I've been here. It's really evolved into the way that e-commerce kind of evolves. Nothing's going to stay in one particular place. We want to make sure that um, as the needs of our clients change, we are able to adapt and better serve them in those Mm -hmm. roles. And that kind of... um, gave way to my next position was really to become an e-commerce consultant, which is a position that we still have here within the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, it was really more of a consultative approach that I was taking with clients. Um, not so much just moving the projects in and out, but as diving deeper, getting to know their business needs, um, bringing new work into the studio, um, and really just spending a lot more time matching their needs with what we could do to help take their business to the next level. Right. Um, and ultimately, that has gotten me to my current position, which is Director of Client Services. That is a fancy title. I like it. It's got a lot of words in there, so it's, it's kind of a mouthful, but you know, whatever works. Maybe I, we could change it. I'm glad we didn't go with your first suggestion, which is Mastering Commander of Client Services. Open but this, debate. yeah, you know, I mean, you guys want to write in obviously with it, your suggestions. It just didn't flow well. off the tongue yeah. the way director does. But you know, I often laugh about when you applied here to watch Studios. You had your cover letter that said, "I'm the guy you're looking for." Very confident guy. Was it all an act? I mean, did you know that you were the guy? No, I, I definitely knew. I mean, everybody's <laughs> looked for jobs and knows how daunting that can be. But when you see the one that you're like, "Oh my goodness, this is the perfect fit for me." It married everything that I had done previously, my education. Mm-hmm. I had an education in marketing and computer science. I had worked in sales. I had worked with software. And so like, I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is the job that's like, I'm going to be perfect at. And so I let you know that in my cover letter. I sure did. So what about e-commerce in general is appealing to you? Uh, I, I love just the fact that it's not something that's set in stone. Right. It's something that I was familiar with before I ever worked with it. It's always uh, evolving, like right. you were saying earlier. Exactly. Yeah. So working with websites, like I mean, I grew up with the internet growing up, mm-hmm. so it was like I was always online. As e-commerce became more and more something that was the norm, shopping mm-hmm. online. I mean, when I was first introduced to it, very hesitant. Like, I mean, put my credit card out on the internet. I'm not Were you an early eBayer? Um, I've never really even gotten into really. EBay, yeah. So, what was your first online purchase? Uh, probably, probably Amazon. Say that I shot more on Amazon really? okay. than I did on eBay. I don't really want to bid for stuff. Like, I just want to get it, get out, and get on with my day. Right. Um, but as far as e-commerce, I just love that it's always changing. It's very relevant, and there's just so much that you can do to help these small business owners, which a lot of people that come to us are small business owners, really taking um, a lot of trust and putting it in us to help them achieve their dream, essentially. And I, I like being a part of that. Right. Who's got the better beard, you or JT Hammond, our art director? 
I wish I could take the title of this, but I am blonde, so you know the struggles that come with a blonde beard. It's so just weird. It's just kind of weird with blonde beards. I wouldn't say beards. weird. Yeah. I would say it's unique. Okay. And you've kind of inspired. We have a lot of bearded people here. Was it JT that inspired? Were you, were you first clean shaven when you showed up, or did you have the beard? I was clean shaven. I think when I showed up for the interview, and then when I saw the beards were okay here, I was definitely. Oh, you were just. In- so JT uh, is to blame for yes, the definitely. bearded craze. Okay. And tell us about, speaking of crazes, the Taylor Swift craze that you have started off. I mean, what is up with this? I, I come in here. What's a, going on? I mean, we originally started our Taylor Swift Tuesdays so that we would listen right. to every song that she had in her um, albums. Uh, we'd start at the beginning of the day and we'd play them until it ended. Then she decided to take all of those off of the internet <laughs> for streaming, and so that's kind of died. Um, and it's really just kind of something that's grown into something larger than it is. I mean, she's a great artist, and I like her music, but it's not. See, I'm already like, bored with this. Okay, okay let's move on. Okay, let's else. just go on let's with Taylor Swift. I just don't. I don't get it. So speaking, so we talk about crazes, and I, I don't get that reference. But uh, when we talk about crazes, we have fourth quarter coming upon us very soon. Here we are at the end of August, soon to be September. Here when we're recording this, and fourth quarter will be upon us. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, et cetera, et cetera. Tell us what you're seeing talking to so many merchants. What are you seeing and hearing? That's a great question. So obviously we know that Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the busiest time of the year for the merchants that we work with. E-commerce just booms during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually seen a lot of conversations that my consultants have had with merchants um, come back where merchants, they know that it's coming up. Right. They really haven't put a lot of They know it's important. Yeah, they know it's important. Right. They know they're going to need to do something but they're too worried about what they're trying to accomplish right now. And they're, they're not really looking to, at what they're going to do and really developing that plan mm-hmm. for the holiday season that's coming up. And you obviously don't fault them. You know that they're busy. I mean, e-commerce Absolutely. owners have so many different responsibilities, but then it comes every year. Yep. And we and you and I see what happens January, February, and somebody goes, well, what happened? Why didn't I get the lift? And that's always a little bit heartbreaking. Right. Right, yeah, and one of the things that I've really tasked the consultants with, and I think they're doing a great job with, is talk about it now. Right. Like, this is the right. time. Let's get a plan in place so that we're not scrambling at the very end right up against Black Friday because the last thing you want to do is put something in place right before the holiday mm-hmm. hits and you haven't really fully tested it out. Something could happen. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but it's just better to be safe and get those things in place that's really going to set you up and give you the best chance for success. Right. What are you seeing in regards to what big brands are doing with their promotions, with their sites, versus a lot of the privately owned business that we service here at EY Studios? Um, That's a good question, too. I think what I'm seeing more so with the bigger brands Mm -hmm. is more of a drawn-out holiday promotional season. Mm -hmm. They'll start really early. Um, They'll they'll do promotions leading up to Mm -hmm. Black Friday, um, not really wait for that day to start their their sales. And so they're kind of trying to strike while the the skillet's hot, so to say. Right. getting out in front of it be the ones that hey why wait till this time i know you need to spend this money anyway you want to buy this it's on your list let me give you an incentive to do it now Um, so they're sending out their newsletters um, really trying to get their plans in place earlier whereas a lot of smaller businesses so far that we're working with we're trying to change their mindset in that regard um, are tending to wait a little bit longer before they're tackling those kind of things right and of course we're talking about the promotions themselves let's talk about the broader picture of the sites uh, talk to us about mobile, what you're seeing with responsive in general, uh, in regards to the do- adoption with clients. What are you seeing there? Yeah, I think that uh, we're seeing a lot of people that 
um, reacted really fast to the mobile kit, so mm -hmm. to speak, the, the Google um, algorithm change. and The fire was lit under their butts, and they the, got on it, right? Yeah. Google says to do something. Right. People are going to jump on right. it. Um, so that has become a lot more of the norm in our conversations. Mm -hmm. People are familiar with responsive design. They're asking for it, and uh, I, I think that's really smart. It's a very smart investment to to build your site in a responsive manner that will maximize their return mm -hmm. um, on their investments that they're putting into their site. Right. So you're doing a lot less education with clients about responsive. That used to be the norm. People didn't know what responsive was, what's the difference between responsive and adaptive versus you know, M.Dot side, et cetera. So people are a little bit more savvy, you think, these days? Uh, I would agree with that for sure. I mm -hmm. think a lot of my early conversations were spent like, let me explain to you what responsive is, right. how it works, what's the difference between that and a, a dedicated mobile site. Um, and it's a lot more now centered around like, how can we put this into place on our site? What's all involved? And really, how quickly can we get something like that to market? Well, you talked about ROI earlier. Talk to us about the specifics that you're seeing with people going to responsive. What, what are you seeing success-wise with your clients? Um, success-wise, I'm seeing a lot of people, um, you're seeing a lot of results happen on a quick basis from uh, an SEO standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, so Google now has the one site that they're looking for to direct all the mm -hmm. traffic to. So when someone's searching for something in particular, they're not having to decipher between an M.dot site um, and a, your regular site mm -hmm. of, of its desktop. So what that means is you're getting results that are higher up in Google, but at the same time, you're not having to invest a lot of time and energy updating two different sites. Right, which can be terrible. Exactly. So right. any update that you make to your desktop, your, your regular site, you're then having to make to your mobile. This gives you one spot to make your updates, make your changes, and know that it's going to be rendered in an effective way um, across all platforms, um, which really helps with... Uh, conversions as well because mm -hmm. you're delivering the same branding message across all three different platforms tablet mobile and desktop um, and it's really just more cost effective mm -hmm. and, and just doing better in that regard it's better overall so we talked about fourth quarter earlier and people getting ready for that for the merchants getting ready for that uh, obviously a very uh, high pressure time for many merchants what are you seeing in, in other areas that may just kind of stress people out right now in the latter half of the year? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think my answer to this isn't going to be necessarily centered around the latter half of the mm -hmm. year. It's more just in, in general, general uh -huh. something that we're hearing more and more of from uh, merchants that we work with is just that they are getting tired of how many different vendors and third parties mm -hmm. they're, they're working with on a daily basis to right. run their site. Um, Oftentimes, I mean, there's so many different things, and whether it's a platform limitation or just the latest and greatest feature that a third party is offering, there's just so many different people that are working and have their hands in the back end of the merchant sites that we mm -hmm. deal with. And it just creates a, a lot of strain and pressure on a merchant to have to keep up with all those different people, especially if something goes wrong. Where do I go? Who do I turn to? I don't know who's what's happening going on in the back end. And so we're, we're doing a big initiative here um, to take a lot of that pressure and just kind of help the merchant out as best we can to, to handle that particular stress that's on them. Um, so one of the things that we've recently run, rolled out here is a program called Runway. Mm -hmm. uh, and what that is going to allow us to do is spend a lot of time one-on-one uh, -on -one with the, the merchant, really get to dive into their business and kind of be that person, that trusted advisor and extension of their team to shepherd them along during that process where 
if they've got something that's, that's broken on their site or uh, a third party they want to work with, really help them just foster that relationship. Um, be that person that can help run that portion of their site, kind of just take the stress off of them and at any point be able to get them answers. Yeah, and some longtime clients of EY Studios may be familiar with Runway. It's been around in some incarnation uh, for a few years, but it's really Runway on steroids in right, terms right. of what you've been able to do with it, uh, with the new program. And you've really hired some top-notch talent for your consultants. Talk to us just about your people and, and what they bring to the table. Sure. Um, right now, I'll kind of give you the structure of mm -hmm. our, our department right now. Uh, we've got two e-commerce consultants that are uh, really out there talking with our merchants, mm -hmm. getting to know their business, bringing in new uh, projects into the studio. Um, and each one of them has two account coordinators underneath them at the moment. Uh, those account coordinators really help them uh, get the projects through production, work with them hand in hand making sure that everything that the client needs really gets taken care of and it gets taken care of quickly. Mm -hmm. um, that was one of the things we wanted to get the resources to the merchants that we work with. We wanted to make sure that we had the resources in place internally to mm -hmm. handle the needs of the merchants that we work with. Um, big thing that's important to them is you know, attentiveness and responsiveness. So how quickly can we get back to them and reply to their needs so that we can get them on with dealing with their business. Yeah, that sounds good. So, Sean, one of the things I like about you is how much you care about people. You genuinely care about uh, the needs of your clients. It's not just a job to you. You really put in a lot of, of extra care. How, how do you translate that uh, in a management uh, perspective? How do you translate that to your people? What, what type of advice do you give them in terms of managing the clients that we work with? No, I, I, I love talking to people, helping people, I think that's one of the things that I'm really passionate about. And when I made the jump from e-commerce consultant to my current position, director of client services, one of the big things was like, I've been spending a lot of my time focusing on helping people outside of our company mm -hmm. make their businesses better. And I was really excited about the opportunity to kind of turn to an internal focus and help the people within EY Studios. Mm -hmm become better at what they're doing. And Basically be many Sean's, is that right? Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, call many Sean's have like a bunch of little Sean's running around. But you certainly inject a lot of your own passion right. into that and get them to, to get that same type of passion. Right, yeah, mm -hmm. that is one of the things that I'm really excited about is working with them, helping them to service the merchants and really build those relationships um, and just care about what they're doing. I think that's what makes people successful in this business is if you care about who you're working with and mm -hmm. what they're going through and kind of the goals that they're right. trying to achieve, right. then whatever you want to achieve is going to be that much easier. Very good. Well, Sean, thanks for being here as part of EY Access, and we'll see you guys next time.